What's up, y'all? Guns was Combo, Season 5, Episode, I think we're on 22 now. I kind of lost count again. I'm sorry, though. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. My name is Jessica Ramos, and I'm a health and fitness coach specifically for Latinas. Okay. So what, what got you into doing that? Because that's really, that's really cool, by the way. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, so personally, my own fitness journey, when I started working out, I had a lot of struggles with like the weekends, like all the family parties that we do have, and overall just incorporating more of our culture into fitness. And that's something that I really didn't see in the yeah. fitness industry. So that's what really got me like specifically focusing on training Latinas, helping them live a healthier lifestyle while still incorporating like our Latino dishes. Okay, I like that. How long, how long have you been doing that for? Um, so I've been a coach for three years now, specifically mm. coaching Latinas about seven, no, since May, since May of last year. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So before that, you are just doing regular training everybody type of deal? Yeah, kind of training everyone. I was a counselor as well, so that's what my background's on is counseling. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. So, like, when you're doing like these these physical stuff, is it just like regularly like working out type of thing, or is it like? So I do their I do their programs um, through an app called Trainerize, and then I help them with their nutrition. Some do macros. Some are in our community. So it's like, it's not just training, it's also community because I believe that's super important in yeah. reaching goals. It's like having that support. Cause yes, you can, someone can just give you a training plan. You can find that online, right? Yeah. <laughs> accomplish. However, it's really important that you have that community. Um, so we also really focus on building that community. Um, okay. So that's good. I was gonna say because a lot of trainers these days they're kind of just like they'll give you like a workout set and they're like, all right, yeah, go do that now. I'm gonna go do whatever I gotta do type of doing. It's like, all right, <laughs> cool. And it's so much, so much more than that. And that's something that I've kind of drifted away from. Is not really focusing on like the building muscle part. Like, yes, you want to build a muscle. Yes, you want to have a program, but also things do come up in life. Yeah, that's true. That's you true. know, yeah. So, keep that in so, mind as well. You said what now? Oh, I said just keeping that in mind as well, like as a trainer, that everyone, you know, isn't just wanting to get super jacked. Like that's not yeah. really <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I would say the way you do it, like the whole community wise and everything, that's uh, that's a lot how uh boxing and MMA trainers are. It's more so like a big family that just trains together every day and prepares each other for stuff. So yeah, that's really cool. How long have you been doing that for? Uh, I haven't done it in a minute now. You know, kind of just been been out of it mainly due to COVID. But uh, before that, I um, was doing it for a good little minute. You know, it's pretty cool. Kind of yeah. miss it. Kind of want to go back into it. I used to actually do well. It's probably not the same, but kickboxing. Oh, he, that that's tough. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I miss such a good workout. I like kickboxing at the same time. I always hated it because I knew I was going to leave that workout with my legs feeling like, like trash, you know? Yeah. It was intense, but I like it. Something that's a, that's a, that was the tough, that's probably one of the toughest training things I ever did. And mm -hmm. I had to do it because it was part of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So do you not, you don't do any um, training right now? I'm currently still training. I just haven't competed for a little bit. 
Okay. Yeah, just been just been training for now. Um, so hopefully I can get some competitions going in here pretty soon. Stuff like that. What got you into into training yourself? So when I was six years old, I started with wrestling. That was like my that's my base right there. And I did that all throughout school, all the way till high school and even after a little bit. And uh while I was in high school as well, that's when I really started training mixed martial arts, started learning jujitsu, kickboxing, started getting more into boxing as well. So, you know, just kind of adapted myself a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So, that's a lot. I definitely recommend it. Like even if, you know, people aren't trying to compete, if you just want to get fit and you know, know how to defend yourself, I recommend yeah. it. I recommend yeah, it. I'm looking into it because that's when I lived um, in San Diego. I don't know if you, you've different. And easy. They go. Yeah, I know it. <laughs> I, I loved it. I loved it so much. There's so much to do over there. Um, but yeah, that's where I was doing um, my kickboxing classes. That's cool. I've never been to Dago, but uh, I have family that lives in Pasadena. So I guess mm -hmm. somewhere in Kelly. I'm originally from Colorado myself. So. Oh, really? From what yeah. part? Um, my family comes from Pueblo and further south, but mm -hmm. I was born and raised in Springs, Sea Springs. Oh, wait, where's that at? Colorado Springs, that's just, uh, that's like where the Olympic Training Center is. Mm. And it's like, I want to say a good hour away from Denver. Yeah, okay, so I've been to Denver before. It's super nice. Everybody Denver. goes to Denver when they go to Colorado. They forget about the other, other areas. <laughs> yeah, I like, really liked it. I was like, I kind of want to move there. But then I get, I'm like, you hate the cold, especially here in California when it gets cold. <laughs> it gets cold in California. Maybe NorCal. Yeah, and yeah, I live in Merced, so. The yeah, Central I say, like SoCal seems like it's just hot and warm every every season, and then NorCal can get cold, like San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I live like two hours away from San Francisco. Okay, so you're a Niners fan? No, I'm not. <laughs> I don't hey, watch. Man. You know what? Are you you not a big I, football fan? No. no, no. I I tried to get into it, but I just don't. There's too much going on. <laughs> there is a lot going on but i mean it's not too late to start you know it's not too late to get yeah into i've actually been to a raiders game at the football stadium in vegas i'm a raiders fan myself so i'm glad you said that <laughs> but i had no idea what was going on it was i was just there for the vibes i mean if you're going to raiders game, you're going to see some vibes <laughs> some some all kinds of different vibes angry <laughs> The happy to someone fighting, like you see a whole bunch of shit. It's funny. Yeah, it was an experience. It was a good thing. <laughs> so, would you ever go to another Raiders game? Um, I mean, probably yeah, but that wouldn't be like my choice of doing something fun. So it was it wasn't fun. <laughs> no, it was fun. It was fun. It was an experience. But if I had a choice of choosing what to do, it wouldn't be going to a football game. Yeah, like that probably like what like number ten out of like yeah, the whole list, <laughs> like the middle of the like the middle of the to do list. I got you. Okay. okay. Yeah. How about so, you? Have you been to any games? No, nah, I want to go to the new stadium in Vegas. Mm -hmm. I do want to go one day for That's sure. Nice. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, cool. uh, <laughs> hopefully, there's no fights or anything that happens. You know, because. Yeah. There wasn't anyone I went, so. <laughs> I was going to say, though, because I know since they moved to Vegas, it's been less, like, less violence. It's just been regular fans and stuff like that. But when they're in Oakland, and that was a different story. Oakland, oh. people, were get, people were getting stabbed in Oakland. <laughs> it was getting crazy. Yeah. But um, 
going into the topic at hand, this generation, right? What what are your overall thoughts on it? Like, what are the pros and cons do you think this generation has? Hmm. <laughs> so much, so much going on with social media right now. Um, I just think people just do a lot of things to impress other people in this generation. Like a lot of people are having a hard time um, truly finding like what makes them happy because they right. care so much about what other people think. And I can, I'm definitely guilty of this sometimes. Um, I have to just like snap myself out of it. Um, but truly understanding like what makes them happy. We're just so attached to our phones, to what other people think. Right. Um there are a lot of people are struggling right now. Well, I would say, uh, yeah, I believe I, I agree with that. But I would say for me, you know, I work with social media. So it's kind of like one of those things where I have to do that. You know what I mean? Kind of just yeah. schedule, you know, do all kinds of stuff for the for the podcast and stuff like that. But I try not to be that person. You know, I try not to be like the, the influencer type shits. You know, I'm not trying to do all that. Yeah. So, so gee, I, are you on TikTok? All of it, <laughs> but mainly, mainly, mainly Instagram. I don't know. Instagram, yeah. I, I like. So with like, with, you said what? Or oh, especially with Instagram, like right now, Instagram's so low. Like it's different. It's changed. It has changed, but I will say it's not as toxic as it used to be. I think TikTok kind of took that over. You know, mm -hmm. especially like if you go live a lot, like you can see, like this definitely takes the cake on on its toxicity for sure. Yeah, and I feel like so many people support, um, like there's so many great creators, people that share great things, but right. a lot of people support, like, I don't want to say names, but just like, it's like dumb, just like fighting, like people just fighting, having arguments, like all the drama. Well, not only that, but people are taking the vibe away from, from TikTok. Like if you go live, you can connect with other people and just have a have a cool conversation with people. And it still happens, you know. Whenever I go live, it'll sometimes happen. But other times, I'll connect with somebody and they'll be like, "You want to battle?" And I'm like, "Nah, I'm just vibing." And they're like, "All right, I'm out." <laughs> it's like yeah. they're just trying to they're just trying to battle, you know, get their gifts going in, get money, which I can't knock them for that. You know, that's what they want to do. But I just feel like that took that took the whole purpose of meeting people, networking, and vibing with people. It took away all of that. I feel yeah. like, like that, you know, no, I'm not like, on TikTok, um, but I do see the lives. Sometimes I'm like, when people are like bad, like, I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, they're like talking trash to each other and stuff. Like yeah, that. yeah, <laughs> like, what is this? So it's very interesting. But there is also some cons as well. Um, you're also in control of what you do view on, on your social media, what you look like, what you look at. I mean, um, so really taking care of your mental health if you're on social media is super important as well. Yeah, that is, that is true. That is true. And um, especially if you're a content creator, you got to deal with not only like the, the support love that you get, you got to deal with hate too. You know? Yeah, definitely. So I had to, I had to learn how to, how to deal with that type of stuff. Cause I used to like, I used to reply back to them and you know, like they would show hate and I was like, all right, motherfucker. Like I would, I would throw something back. Then I had to learn not to do that because that can mess me over. I could, I could fuck me over later on. So I was like, yeah. I'll, just, I'll just hit the block button and then go on about my day. That's the best thing you could do. Yeah. And how long have you been on social media for? Oof, I don't even know. <laughs> it's been a long time. I feel like you know, because mm. there's a there was a point in time I was like on and off with it. Like before I even started podcast, I was on and off with it. Mm 
Um, but I would say ever since I did start this, that's when it started growing significantly. And I started seeing more support and hate at the same time, you know. You definitely you have a big following. Was that from like fighting or what do you think like so I would say a good I would say a good piece of it came from back when I was competing and was training and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um and then the rest of it came when I started doing more social media type stuff and podcasting, stuff like that. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I'm glad you're doing this. I'm glad you're doing this. A lot of people are doing podcasts now, and I feel like this is how you can really connect with other people is through, through right. podcasts. Right. Well, I like doing this type of stuff, too, instead of, like, the in-person because I can not only just connect with people in my area, but I can connect with people all over the place and, you know, have yeah. different networks, different vibes going on. You know, I like that. You know, yeah. I've had people tell me, like, do in-person. Like, what are you doing? That's going to blow you up even more. And I'm like... I would, but like, I kind of fuck with this though. Like, this is cool. Yeah. I mean, and some in person would be cool too. <laughs> in person would be cool. And that's something I would want to do, you know, in the near future. But mm -hmm. I like this though, you know, because I've had people from the UK, on Canada, you know, like a lot of different people from all walks of life, you know, and I like that. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's the great thing about social media is like you're always being able to connect with so many different people from all over the world. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I like about, that's like one of the, probably the only thing I like about social media is you can put yourself out there and connect with other people and, you know, just get some positive shit going. Yeah. Then you get those that are like, I'm here for the hate. I'm here to, I'm here to drop, <laughs> drop stuff on people. And it's like. But it's usually like the strangers that support you rather than like the people that are like, not in necessarily in your circle, but like from your community. I could so I could say it's never been people that were in in the circle. It's always been people like ran, random people, you know, like those random messages you get in the requests. There's always been one of those people that would show show hate type of do. With no profile. I mean, one of them had a profile pic, but he, he had like he had like 200 followers and like following 900 something. I was like, all right, <laughs> I don't really care about followers or anything like that. But it's like if you're gonna be random, like at least know what's up, you know? Yeah. No, but that's 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 the thing about this generation too is instead of people saying stuff to each other's faces or going on dates or doing anything like that it's it's all social media it's all over over the phone yeah like, if you see the way if you see, if you see the way people ask if you see the way people ask out each other it's over the phone it ain't in person anymore um with relationships i think I've noticed there's like a huge shift as well because there's so much on TikTok, on social media, and it's all just a lot of BS. Yeah. People that don't even know. <laughs> yeah. um, so I feel like that affects a lot of relationships as, as, as well. And people always feel like they have so many options. Yeah, I was saying that in, uh, in the past couple episodes, actually, that I was saying uh, it also leaves more leadway for people to cheat kind of kind of mess around with with that area that gray area i feel like you know yeah definitely yeah so just being mindful of that <laughs> yeah. i mean i mean that's like i said i think that's just a, a new norm it's a part of our generation unfortunately and I, I grew up i guess you could say in this generation i don't really like saying that though you know i'm a 2002 baby so I was born around the time when it was still kind of good and then it was starting to get bad when it hit later on type of deal. Yeah. Well, I feel like there's definitely always been like 
every like generation has their own thing but now like we're able to see it through social media now that we do have access to social well i feel media. like i feel like relationship wise like back in the in the 90s or like the early 2000s from what i've seen it didn't seem like it was so like as toxic as it is nowadays yeah no okay i agree with that <laughs> yeah you know what i'm saying so it, it seemed like people were still doing face-to-face -face interactions stuff like that going on dates you know homie showing up to your door knocking on on the door to get you outside like it's, people still did stuff like that mm -hmm. i don't know how um if you know much about this but like feminine and masculine energy i do and uh to be honest with you like i don't really know I, I can't really say i know too much about it because i've heard the word feminine uh, feminizing uh toxic masculinity all this other stuff that was thrown out there i kind of have an idea what toxic masculinity is but i feel like it's also one of those words that's just thrown out there too much yeah definitely. yeah but i think that's also kind of a something that our generation does like struggle with a little bit too like as women always wanting to be working and working and like being that boss babe which i love it too but also kind of going back to Back to the old ways too. <laughs> right, right. Which I mean, I support that. I support like, you know, if people people do what they want to do, you know, I'm I'm that guy. Like, where I'm like, hey, if you want to do that, do it. You know. Yeah. Want to own a company? Work your way up to do it. Yeah. Don't let nothing stop you. You know. But then I I meet people that are like, oh, I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that. You know, ten years down the line, five years down the line, they're still in the same place where they started. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. Building a business is hard. You need to have that, like having that support, especially right now. I've like, I'm me myself as a business owner, knowing a lot of people in business as well who are, you know, struggling, who are struggling. And it's important that you do have that support group that's going to like push you and move you forward um, right. and not kind of support if you're doubting yourself, like whatever it may be, those negative thoughts, like having people that, are rooting for you right right and and for for those that also want to go down that route to business like what, what's your advice for them that want to go down the route of owning a business Ooh, okay <laughs> so many so much i can say my spanish um, almost came out for a little bit my fault <laughs> got mixed up a little bit wait sorry what was that no i said my spanish almost came out like that's, that's one of those things I hate about being bilingual is sometimes it'll slip up. It's okay. I mean, I speak Spanish, so, so you're good. Okay, that's, that's um, good. Yeah. What was that? No, I, I was just saying that's good. But yeah, what, what would be your advice for, for people that want to own a company? I want to get started. It's hard work. It's hard work. <laughs> But as long as you love it and it's your purpose, keep pushing, surround yourself by individuals who support you. I think that's the biggest thing is having like that community, especially at the start. And even if that means that you have to invest in yourself, if you don't have that community around right. you, um, you know, invest it, invest because you will make that investment back and you're always going to be learning. Um, but keep pushing. It's hard work, but as long as it's something that you truly love and you enjoy it's always going to be worth it but my yeah. biggest advice is always going to be lean into having a community who understands you whatever kind of business that you're wanting to go into reach out um for advice have that community 
um, because it makes such a huge difference when you have people around you who understand your struggles, but who are also there to share the wins that you go through um, in your business. And also in business, you learn so much about yourself. Yeah, I, I feel like that's true. Absolutely. I feel like yeah. whatever, whatever, whatever goal you or your choose to chase and you start growing on it, you, you end up becoming a different person for the better though. Yeah. You know? But what I've also seen a lot of people do is they'll they'll uh, make plans to get these companies or let's start a company with their friends or family or whatever, and they'll start it out that way. And people have found that that's been easier to do instead of just trying to do it single handedly. Yeah. So I like that too. That's a great idea too. Because mm -hmm. before when I first started, I wanted to do everything solo. Like I wanted to be that boss babe that. <laughs> had her own business but yeah in a community having other people on your team that you can rely on it right. makes it makes the journey so much more enjoyable absolutely and i can even vouch for that because when i first started podcasting it was me and two of my homies that started podcasting from the jump and yeah. uh you know later on down the line they they found different paths that they wanted to take I mean, I mean, we're still cool to this day. It's not like they just like up and left and it's like, hey, fuck you, duck too. You know, it's like they had something else they had to do. And then I took over as the main dude continuing the podcast. So, you know, having having a team behind you definitely helps for sure. Yeah, it makes it makes a difference. How do you like how do you like it now? Are you wanting to bring more people onto your team or planning to stay solo? I feel like it would be cool to get a team going again or even just starting to do more more so like group podcasting. So instead of like like this right here, this is like a just a us two type thing. But yeah. um I think it would be cool to get more people on at the same time. Especially it'd be it'd be easier on the scheduling too. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It'd be a lot easier, but I feel like it'd be cool to do something like that, you know. It would be. I'm curious what got you into um podcasting. So funny story, back when I was in high school, um, I it, it was back in the snap when Snapchat was a big thing. Um, I used to make a lot of snap videos with my homies and stuff like that. And eventually people were like, y'all should start a YouTube, y'all should start a podcast, start something, you know, you guys got the personality for it. Mm -hmm. So eventually we just took that route and we chose to do podcasting and stuff. We just talk about a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm interested in that's why. <laughs> you said you're what? I'm interested in like doing in podcasting. Like it sounds like you get to connect with so many, so many individuals, hear so many individual stories. Yeah, there's a lot of people I've met doing this. Now I, I appreciate that opportunity that I had. You know, I'm in five. I'm in the fifth season right now. You know, about to be in the sixth. You know, this coming fall. So it, it, it's been a journey, but it, it's it's a blessed journey, I would say. Yeah. You know? And if you like this type of stuff, you like vibing and networking and connecting with people, definitely get started into it. Have you thought about podcasting? I have because I listen to a lot of a lot of podcasts. A lot of podcasts have like changed changed my life, like what they have to say, what they share about their right. journeys. Um, so yeah, definitely. So what do you think of what do you think of the, a lot of the uh, the male podcasters in this generation? The male podcast podcasters. Yeah, I I listen to a lot, but I listen to a lot of like self like self help, um, mm. self development, more like business dri business driven. 
okay. I thought you were about to say uh, like Fresh and Fit or like Andrew Tate or something like that. Because there's a lot of people that are like, I like them. And then there's a lot of people that are like, nah, like I don't like them at all. <laughs> I was no. like, it, it depends. And I'm really like kind of picky because before I used to like really listen to hard podcasters who are like, you got to go all in and work hard. Like, yeah, but I also love yeah. like, <laughs> I love to the more of a balance too, because I'm like, yes, but that, I realized like that's not how I want to live, live my life is like working this day and night. Like I right. want to, as I'm building. I just, I never understood how these uh, other male podcasters, I mean, I watch them too and they're funny. The drama's cool, whatever, you know, the cheese me. I'm for it, whatever. Yeah. You know, it's not I'm not gonna do it on mine, but you know, it's yeah. it's just funny to see them get mad and stuff like that. Cause I'm like, I can't really see myself doing that, you mm -hmm. know, on a whole podcast. Like, what is there to get mad about? Yeah, you know, people on that are living their own lives. They're here to vibe. What yeah. are people getting mad about? You know, so it's just funny to see all that type of stuff. Yeah, I see that on I see that on TikTok a lot, but I personally don't watch podcasts like that. Like with all the cheese van drama, like I want to hear more positive, positive things. <laughs> okay. So what about um, what about the TV shows, or like you know the shows that are like on Netflix and stuff like that? You watch those cheese made type of shows? No, not like which <laughs> ones like Love Island. That's that one. There's uh, there's that one where they can't like they can't be intimate for like a duration of a time. I forgot what it's called. No, I'm I'm not into those shows. They just like no. don't don't attract my. I used, I used to not. I used to not be. Then I got curious and I was like, let me see what this is about. And I'm like, shit. And then I'm not. I'm that guy that's also like, I feel like I'd kill that show. You know, like I, I would. I would be good. <laughs> You'd be good. That's mm. funny. Um, no, like, have, just with celebrities too. Like I don't follow up. I couldn't tell you like the Kim Kim Kardashians, whatever. Like, so yeah, I I would say there's a select few that I I'll like, you know, keep on track with, and there's some that I'm just like I don't really care for. So the Kardashians I don't care for. I feel yeah. like uh, feel like they're part of the downfall of this generation. To be honest with you, you know, like they're they're part of that reason. Um, the ones I would like pay attention to are like you know people that sing corridos or reggaeton mm -hmm. artists, you know, stuff like that. Some actors, actresses. Okay. Um, you know the good ones, <laughs> but yeah, not not the ones that I feel like brought down the generation. Yeah, no. So I don't really watch TV <laughs> TV shows. No. But, yeah, but I feel like there there's so much good things too about our generation as well, and I definitely don't want to like bring it down. It really does come down to you and what you expose yourself to when it comes to social media. That's a good, that's that's a good one right there. I was you're the first person to say that <laughs> it's all up to the person. I mean, it, that 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 is true. Yeah, that is really true. I can tell you, I feel like the one of the good things our generation has is because of all this technology allowed people to become more creative and what mm -hmm. they want to do, which I do like. You know, we need more creative people, so I like that. It's just the only cons i could see is just you know if people wanted to have relationships and stuff like that again the dating world it's going to be tough for for people to do that yeah. it, it is tough <laughs> it's yeah. tough but yeah like i said we do have like control of what we watch because also people through social media 
it also gives us the ability to be, feel like seen and relate to other people as well. Right. It could also be, it is a, po a positive thing as well. Yeah, that is, that is, that is definitely true. What are the, what are the pro, what are the pros you got for this generation? Cause the only one I can think of is the, the creative, the creative part. The creative, um, People are more, well, I think, I feel like more people are willing to take take risk on themselves. Willing to take risk. For, for the trends, yeah. <laughs> for the trends, yeah. If it's not for the trends, not so much. That's what I, that's what I believe. What do you, can you elaborate a little bit on that? What do you so mean? So there was this one TikToker, you probably, I've heard of it. There's that AI challenge. It's been, it's been around for a while now. Um, when that first started, it started with one person and she blew up from that, got tons of money. Cool. Good for her. We love that. But people started following that. Like, OK, so she's getting clout for that. She's getting money for that. I'll do the same thing and let's see what let's see what happens from there. And then they go in and start to do that, do that as well. And they blow up and they do their own thing, which is cool. You know, follow trends, get your money. Cool. But I feel like if that wasn't the trend. They wouldn't have done that. They would have made something else and found their own trend, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, yeah, I get what you mean. Like, kind of like people are like, rather than being creative, more and more like followers because they see what other people are doing, like that, that work. Now I'm going to go do, right. do the same thing. Yeah. Right. So, it goes back to what I'm saying. Like, there's creative individuals out there creating these trends, they're doing good. But then they have people that are following those trends and kind of feeding that, feeding off that money, feeding off that clout because they're following what someone else already did. If yeah. that makes sense, you know. And yeah. it's it has gotten to the point where I, <laughs> I feel like someone I or it's already up there can make this trend where they go out in the backyard eat some dog shit. Other people are gonna follow that if they see that they got clout and money from doing that. Strongly believe that. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's us. We're supporting them. Like, I wouldn't support it. I would just watch it. Like, is he really about to really yeah. eat dog shit for this? Okay. Because <laughs> each comment, like, that's just getting them more support. The longer we're viewing. I, yeah. I, I was going to say, I guess I feel you because I'm one of the viewers, you know, just getting curious. About it. Yeah. Watching it over and over 30 times. Right. And, yeah, and then now it's just the, the biggest trend in the world to eat dog shit. Damn, you know, <laughs> but I, I strongly feel like it's it's pretty much at that point where people will do anything for the clout, for the money and to be trending. Yeah, for sure. you know? it's, it's sad. It's kind of sad, too. It is. And especially because let's say they do blow up, you know, and they, they, they get all that. It's going to go to their head, you know, yeah. nine, time, nine times out of ten. It, it gets to their head a lot and then they're like, oh, I'm famous now, so I could do this, I could do that, I could treat people this type of way. It get it gets out of hand, in my opinion. And it just shows who people really are too. Right, right. right. Like fame and money just brings out Right. And you still kind of see that on it on Instagram, you know. You'll still see stuff like that on Instagram. But yeah. TikTok, I I'm I'm a stand on TikTok has the has the cake for for all of it. Oh, okay. Another thing with like social media is like how people present themselves as well too. Like someone could present themselves as if they're living like a lavish life, but being so much debt as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. 
Because I definitely do know people like that too who are travelers who but are just like in so much day and kind of even I've I've caught and I speak from personal experience too because I definitely have caught myself to like comparing my my life to other people's lives mm-hmm. um, on social media definitely have been guilty about that as well um, but we don't really know what's like behind doors people only show you know their best. Right. They, they only show you what they want everybody else to see. Yeah. Yeah. Which there's nothing wrong with that too, but we just have to keep that keep that in mind too. I definitely agree with that. I mean, I would say I'm the type of individual that, you know, I like nice things just like just like the next person. I like nice things, but I'm definitely not gonna be the type to flaunt money or anything like that. Or, you know, if I'm traveling, yeah, I'll take pictures, do all that stuff, but I'm not gonna just flaunt it. Like, hey, look what I'm doing, you know. I'm not going to do that. And I feel like people that do do that are the ones that do end up in debt later on because they went on that trip or they got that nice thing, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever the case may be. But they will damn sure flaunt it, for sure. Definitely. And it only comes back (laughs) to bite them. I would hope so. (laughs) (laughs) No, what I mean is, like, um, like, when people – either like they get too much fame or too much money too fast and don't know how to be responsible about it. Um, like it only bites them in the butt. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> in other words, if that makes sense. No, it does. It definitely, it'll definitely bite up in the ass later on for sure. But uh, I had to learn at a young age that I had to be smart with money, you know, cause I, I was definitely that kid where it was like, Oh, my first paycheck, I gotta get this and that. And, all these nice shit. So I had to be, I had to be weary about it later on. No, that's how I am too. I'm, I'm very especially, nice. especially because I came from, from Chicano parents, you know. It makes, <laughs> it makes a difference. It makes a difference. It does. You know, you ate like as, as a male when you're 18, you're on your own. You're on your own. Like there's no living in mama's basement. You know, there's no <laughs> stuff like that. You out on your own. Like they'll be there to support you and help you out, but you're not going to be under the roof no more. Time mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. So yeah, I had to learn. I had to learn at a young age, and I feel like that's that's the beauty of having cool, not cool, but you know, uh, responsible type families, responsible parents like that because they teach you like this is how you need to be and this is what you need to do. And I feel like a lot of parents these days don't really do that so much with their kids, and that's why you see this generation kind of going the way it's going. Like that, I feel like that does kind of play a role into it. Yeah, and just limiting their social because too, I see a lot of very young people on social media. Very young, like like how young? How long are you? Fifteen. Um, and they have they just have a lot of access to things we didn't. (laughs) That is true. Exposes you to a lot of things. That is true. Kids nowadays, they have iPads and phones at a young age. Mm-hmm. I didn't get my first phone till like sixth grade probably, you know. Mine was high school. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like eighth grade, eighth grade or ninth grade. Yeah. yeah. I didn't get mine till like sixth grade, but I, I still knew kids that would get the flip phone or the little slide with the keyboard. They would get those around like earlier, like a little like fourth grade, fifth grade, whatever. But the fact that there's three-year-olds, four-year-olds that got a whole phone, got a whole iPad, access to the internet, like, that's a little scary if you think about it. Yeah, it is. And the things that pop up, like, rant, like, the shorts, the YouTube shorts, 
They yeah. gonna fuck around and get on a porn site by accident. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, even like work, even like workout videos for like for kids to see. I think that's a little bit inappropriate. The workout videos. <laughs> well, well, like if some women are just like in their sports bra and like really short shorts, and like these kids are like younger. I feel like. It- yeah, I can see what I can see what you mean by that. But at the same time, I feel like to them, they're just seeing like a, a woman doing a workout. Like, oh, that's cool. I could probably do that, you know. Yeah. Type deal. I don't think they're really thinking about like what's can possibly be exposed type of deal. At least I hope not. <laughs> at least yeah. I hope you know. But yeah, the, the fact that they have access to the internet at, at a young age like this is, is crazy. Ridiculous. Yeah, have access to a lot. Right. You know. Cause I'm trying to picture me as a parent, and I'm like, dude, like you don't need to know about none of that stuff right now. It's scary, I'm like, no. <laughs> Very yeah. much, so. yeah, you know. And uh, I feel like it'd be scarier to me if I had a daughter too. Like just, just as a dude, cause like I don't really, I don't really know too much about what a girl like like what you like what a daughter would need or like what to do type deal like if they had if they're older and they had their period like i wouldn't know like yeah. i just I, mean, <laughs> I don't even know what type of tampons you know all that stuff i would i wouldn't so i'd be kind of freaking out as a parent to be honest well Versus, hopefully like, you'd have your partner <laughs> that is true and that's something that also needs to change there's a lot of single parents in this generation too. So- i see it i see it way too often so many, yeah, I know many, so many parents are, are single. So just, that's huge. Just like your partner who you choose, it, it's very important. I, I believe it's one of the most important things, the person right. that you be with. So when, when it comes to that selective dating, selective relationships, what do you think this generation messes up on when it comes to, comes to selecting? To selecting? I think we let our so many things we letting our ego, our pride get in the way, not being willing to look at, you know, our own like internal wounds and how they show up in our relationships, being able to communicate that, be right. vulnerable, be accepting. Um, because you know, we all we all want love. We all want love, but that requires us to be vulnerable. That requires us to leave our ego, leave our pride aside. I like that you said that. You got to be vulnerable. That means you got to have your walls down. Too many people get in these different relationships that have their walls up. That means, and for me, that that means that the trust is already out the window. Yeah. If their walls are already up and they're trying to get in a relationship, they already don't trust that individual. And that's going to cause problems, I feel like, later on down the road. Because I feel like communication and trust is like the two biggest things you could have in a relationship itself. Yeah, and when you have those walls up, you can't even show, you don't even give yourself the opportunity to truly show up in that relationship. Right, Yeah. right, so. But I I, I can feel them though, because I feel like if you've had a lot of bad experiences with relationships, you had a lot of bad toxic ones, it's gonna be hard to let those walls down because you feel like if you let those walls down, like. It's gonna be a repeat. You're gonna get cheated on or played with. Like it, I've been there before, you know. So it, it's kind of hard to let your balls down. <laughs> it is, but at the end of the day, you were okay. Like you're okay. You learned something. 
Oh yeah, I, I I consider them all learning experiences type of deal. You know, I still look back on it even to this day, and I'm like, damn, definitely should have done that differently. You know, yeah, it's always <laughs> yeah. a learning learning experience. But what about you? What do you think is like the biggest barrier in relationships? So based off, I'm gonna say based off individuals that I grew up around and that I lived around. I would say that majority of the females that are around my age, even younger, they prefer to go to the bad dudes, you know, the dudes that are into the into the bad shit, you know, doing some crime and shit like that, you know. And I had homies that did stuff like that. I had cousins that did that shit. And for some reason, somehow they ended up getting a lot of females that a lot of that attention versus the nerd, the smart dude that was in the class getting good grades didn't get so much attention. So for me, I just feel like it was just the fact that people just choose the wrong people. They yeah. they choose they're choosing what they think is gonna be good for them, but in the end they come to find out it's not, and yet they still go back to that same person. You know, that's what I see a lot. So I think that's the big problem as far as this generation. Also could be too like what feels familiar. If that's all they saw like growing up too. Um, they will come toxic relationships. That's all they knew. It's yeah. kind of what feels familiar, what feels safe. Because even a healthy relationship to you, if that's not what you're used to, it can be triggering. It can feel unsafe, <laughs> even though it is healthy for you, just because you know your body's not used to it. Which is weird to me because I've seen and I've had homies that got in these relationships where it's like one person is lovey dovey, the other person is used to being treated like shit and they break up because the person that was used to being treated like shit didn't like how lovey-dovey their significant other at the time was mm -hmm. so they broke up because of that and it's like why yeah you know but like that's a good change to adapt to like that it might not be comfortable right now but that's a good change that yeah. you should be trying to adapt to you know then they go to the guy that isn't so lovey-dovey um so and yeah, yeah treats them like shit which like I like that's something I never understood, but at the same time, kind of did because what you said, like that's probably what they're used to. But yeah. as humans, you know, we adapt to things. So if it's a change that you know you need to adapt to, mm -hmm. that's the, the effort should be right there. Yeah, yeah. There's so much we can say about relationships because going on with that is also like people need to be aware of like what they need to work on and be mm -hmm. willing to work on it because i see that a lot too like there's so many things i need to work on to be a better partner just to be a better person like they're aware of what they need to work on but right. that's not enough being aware of it you have to take action right. to unlearn those habits um just overall to be whatever it is you need to work on whether that be communication well one thing i also found that worked every time is don't focus on it <laughs> straight up don't focus on you know trying to find the right one trying to get in the right relationship because i for me personally i found that if you focus on what you got to do you focus on yourself everything else will fall into place so yeah that one for you might be right down the line if you just keep going and focusing on you you know because there, yeah. there are a lot of people also that just try to focus on finding that right one and they keep ended up finding the wrong ones, thinking that they're the right one at first. And it's just a constant repeat because that's what they're focused on. 
you know. Um, there was, what was the saying? Like, you have to become the right, I don't remember. It was something along the lines, like, you have to, you have to become the right one for yourself. Like, asking yourself, would you spend the rest of your life with yourself? And if you wouldn't, if the answer isn't, heck yes, I would, then there's things that you still need to work on in order for you to attract that person overall at the end of the day at the end of the day like you are that person that you're searching for right you got to be good and established yourself before you go and venture off to other other goals and shit like that you know that's just like we could sit here and say it's common sense but people aren't doing that you know what i'm saying so by us speaking about it i hope that at least, you know, even if it's a small amount of numbers, like it's a small number of people that just adapt to that change and just start doing that, I'll be happy. I'll be cool with it, you know, because I feel like that, that, would even, that would make it, that would make relationships at least a little bit healthier. Yeah, they're hard. <laughs> we might see more face-to-face interactions. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. You know, because let's be real, the, the dating apps, in this day and age are not dating apps. <laughs> They're just basically hookup apps. But I do know that I do know a lot of people who actually I don't I do know a lot of people who have successful relationships who have met on dating apps. It was Christian Mingle probably. <laughs> I feel like that's a good one probably. You know, it's got Christian in it. So I mean I'm assuming that's one of the good ones. <laughs> You know, it's not going to be Tinder or, you know, all these other apps that are out there because, yeah, those are absolutely hookup apps for sure. Yeah. No, dating apps are just, they're not it. Not only that, but you got to think when you're swiping and stuff, you're only seeing what the person looks like. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they could look how, as good as they want to, as, as good as they want to look for you. Cool. But then you go and meet them in person and it's like the personality is just not all the way there. Then you're like. Oh shit! But that's kind of how it is in person too, because what's the initial thing that's going to attract you to someone? Right, the looks. You're right. You're absolutely right. Absolutely. Yeah. But at least when you're in person, right off the rip, you could you could just sense vibe. You could just tell like the vibe of that person versus picture. You gotta oh like you know a week from now let's go do this, and you're like waiting for that week. You're kind of amped up about it, and then that week comes, and it's not it's not what you thought. Yeah. You know, versus in in person, it's just it's right off the rip. Like, nope, I don't like your vibe. That was only a minute interaction. <laughs> you know? No, that's that's true. That's true. So definitely, that's definitely the change I do want to see in the future is more people like having more face to face interactions, not being afraid to talk in person, um, even just going out in nightlife, just more people vibing and stuff. Because yeah. at least here where I'm at here in El Paso, Texas. I don't see a lot of people doing that in the nightlife. Mm-hmm. You know, you go into bars, you go, like you go into these bars, you go into these clubs, and people, strangers, are just dancing on each other. Don't even know who the hell each other are. Yeah. Like, also, too, like where are you? Where are you going to? Like bars? Like what do people typically do at bars, though? You're right. Yeah, they go to bars and clubs. They're trying to find, you know, <laughs> a, a fuck buddy, but. Um, there's times where you know a group of females will go out just to enjoy themselves as friends, you know. Yeah. That happens, but I tell people don't if you want to look for a relationship, don't go to these places. You know. Yeah, I know. What are the- where you would like things that interest you? That way, you'll find like 
individuals who like right they say that and they also say the grocery store the grocery store <laughs> i've the never been at the grocery store you said you no <laughs> no i feel like that's somewhat true though like you had a grocery store and like you know i feel like that's i feel like that'd be that's easier so rare. i feel like that's rare though or do you hear that a lot like people meeting at a grocery store i've heard it a couple times yeah I've heard people meeting in a Walmart. <laughs> you know? Walmart, like, yeah. Yeah, I've heard people meeting in a Walmart. Like, it's like, oh, shit. Yeah, just I putting guess. yourself out there in general, putting yourself out there more, doing more community stuff, like you said. Mm-hmm. And that, that's anywhere, too, because where I live, it is a small town, and there really isn't much to do. Like, I compare it to being in San Diego. Like, when I came back um, to live here, so I'm back in my hometown, um, I had a hard time adjusting because I was like, there's so much to do in San Diego, like the nightlife, like it doesn't matter when, like there is so much to do. I was going to um, say, like, it seems like there's a endless amount of things to do in Dago for sure. Yeah. But it's and- also like a mindset too. I was like, just there's things to do here. Yes. It may be a little bit harder to find. Um, it may be things that may not sound like they interest you. However, you never know. So I've kind of been taking that step to try different things um, here. So you kind of have to put that effort into as well, rather than just staying cooped up at home, trying to meet people on dating apps. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. People need to definitely do that. The way you put that sound creepy, like uh, the motherfuckers are staying home, getting on the (laughs) websites and shit, like (laughs) on the apps. That's just crazy to me. Yeah. people, People definitely do need to go outside more. You know, yeah. touch grass, you know, meet some people. Because you never know. Like, like, you're not, yeah, like you, you never know. You might step out and you might meet like a group of people that you just click with like that. And boom, you got a friend group right there. Yeah. You know, that just outside of relationship wise, like that's boom, you just found friends. Yeah. Being okay too with like doing things alone. Right. right. Or you might get approached by somebody. <laughs> you can never know. <laughs> You never know. You know, that is one thing I will say. It is very rare for a dude to get approached by a woman mm-hmm. outside. Why do you think that is? Hmm. Well, I think I think the guy should be the one, the one to approach. <laughs> I hundred percent agree. That's like that's like the given thing. Like that's, that's something we got to do. I've heard of rare occasions where the woman's like, "Nah, fuck it. I'm gonna I'm walk up to. Her. I'm gonna say my thing." And to be honest with you, that that's happened a couple of times too, and it wasn't that bad. Like yeah. that's something, that's that's one of those changes too. I'm like, that's not that bad, you know. That's something different. Okay. Yeah. I've thought I've thought I've thought about it before too, but I don't know if I just get get my head. But I am curious, like how like you as a guy, like how do you? Is that something that that you like, or like what goes like through? I would say yeah. <laughs> I would say I do like that a lot better because at least, so here's the thing. As a dude, we have a hard time figuring out just by interactions too. Like we're so, I don't even know. Like we're, we're pretty, pretty dumb people <laughs> when it comes to relationships and understanding women, we're pretty dumb. I'm not gonna lie. So it'd be hard for us to tell whether she likes us or not, or whether she's just wants to be friends. Like, unless they directly say it, we won't know. And so at least when a woman approaches us, 
we already know right off the rip, okay, she's interested in me. That means she wants to put her time, she wants to put her energy into getting to know me and seeing where that goes. I'm down for it. Cool. Versus if a dude goes up to a woman and they have a cool interaction, she gives him his number, but we still don't know what that means. He might text and call that number, and it might be the wrong number, or, you know, it might be, I don't know, she might just not even pick up. And right, right there in your head, you're like, okay, she wasn't interested, so what the fuck? You, know, you see how complicated that could be? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so what happens, that could happen to the girl as well. She can take that step to a person. She, that could happen, yeah. But majority of the time, the dudes, if he if he has if he's the right dude, has like a good head on his shoulder, he's gonna know like, okay, she's into me. Cool. I'm gonna see where that I'm gonna see where that goes. Why not? I'm also just speaking by by personal. Me me personally as a dude, like I would be that way. Yeah, I've been like back back and forth, but I kind of just like I'm like, no, if you're a man, like you take the lead. <laughs> so you're the one that's like, I'm gonna give you eye contact. Yeah. So I'll let you know, but I'm like, you need to make the move, basically. Right. Yeah. So are there are there like telltale signs where you're like, you need to come up, talk to me, type of deal? Like, what, do you have those signs that you kind of subliminal, what's the word, subliminally give them to come I up? I feel like women, we have a lot of power. I'm just going to say, we do. We have a lot of power. Like, you can tell by a woman's like look, like when they look at you. True, true. I, I, I think so, yeah. <laughs> but there's been times, like, I don't know, like, eyes deceive, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, you could be getting stared at and then come to find out, like, she was just looking in your general direction and didn't even really notice you type of deal, you know? I mean, that happens. That happens. So, so, so you personally, right, if you saw a dude that you liked, what you'd obviously, like, you know, stare in his direction, but at the same time, like, what would be the subliminal type signs where like he needs to like come talk to me you know <laughs> what would I be those things I, I just it would just be a stare it would just be a stare like you just <laughs> staring into his soul <laughs> no okay not like that either but i would just like i don't know i've i've done it i've done it before i've done right. it before of like a stare um and if we do have a com conversation like i'm just like i let people know if i am if i am interested <laughs> I have before. I have before. <laughs> right. And then if you're not, you're just kind of like, okay, bye, type do. <laughs> yeah. It is what it is. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. I feel like those moments could get awkward, though, you know, because let's yeah. say, like, the dude thought you were staring at him or, like, giving him that look and he goes up to talk to you. And then you're just like, oh, no, sorry. Like, I'm not, I'm not interested. And he's like, fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it happens, though. You can't, like, you can't really avoid that. Right. I feel like as a dude, you just gotta be like, okay, there's no problem, you know. You just gotta, you just gotta take it. But yeah, you just gotta take it. You gotta, you want something to lose. It happens. It happens to men and women. Of course, I know that it happens to guys a lot more. Oh, definitely, definitely. <laughs> Especially since they're making the first move. Definitely, absolutely. You know, it. <laughs> I've I've actually rarely seen a woman get dissed, like a beautiful woman get dissed. Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of like, you know, dudes that are, you know, supposedly attractive get dissed all the time. You know, like like even homies, like I would take them out and they'd go try to shoot their shot at different women and different females. And it's like dish left and right. And it's like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> what happened to all that talk? You know? Mm -hmm.
I mean, there's much more than looks too. Absolutely. It's it's for me, like looks are gonna get my attention. It's the vibe and personality that's gonna keep me interacted. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming I'm assuming that's the same way with females. Females can probably tell a vibe from a dude without even talking to him. Yeah. And I, I say that <laughs> I, I've seen a oh, female check out dudes and the dude will walk up and then she's just like, nah, never mind. Like, nah. Yeah. You can like, you can tell people's energy. People's energy says a lot. But it's crazy because I don't know if it was like just the way he walked up or if they just sensed like they had that sixth sense. I'm like, damn, it's crazy. They didn't even say a word to each other yet. <laughs> Probably. It, it's crazy. But that's 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 also been one of my one like one of my goals too, is to like try to understand women a little more. You know, that would help me out instead mm-hmm. of just instead of just going in blindly and not really understanding anything and not knowing the signs or whatnot, like that's something I wanted to educate myself on type of do. Yeah. Okay. Women, one thing I would say is, do you understand yourself? Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. Before probably not so much, but I feel like with all the, all the different, <laughs> different downfalls I had, all the different upbringings, I definitely feel like I understand myself a lot more, for sure. That's good. That's good. That's always the first step. Right. <laughs> you are right. You are right. But um, we're about getting at that hour mark, but we do have a Q&A at the end of every podcast episode. Okay. So, like, like five questions. Um, I'm going to just say, I don't ask these questions. It's the people that watch and the people that listen to it. And mm-hmm. they ask whatever questions so some of them are weird i apologize in advance if mm-hmm. they get out of hand it's not like no like weird like sexual shit it's just like, you are said what watching right now no 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 these are like pre pre that they had and stuff like that and i'm saying right now it's nothing like weird <laughs> it's not like that type of stuff it's more like like why would they ask that type of stuff yeah okay. like just weird stuff all right so here's the first one there we go. Light skins or dark skins? <laughs> <laughs> like partners, right? <laughs> Assuming they need relationships. That's what I take yeah. from. Light skins or dark. I don't really have a preference. <laughs> right. A preference. Um, so you, you said light skins? Mm-hmm. So what I'm taking from it is they're probably talking about, you know, the black homies, if they have, if they're like a light skinned black or a dark skinned black. That's what I'm taking from it, because not that often are us Latinos really called light skins or dark skins. Like we come in all colors and all, but we don't really like consider ourselves that. You know, it's either cuerito, moren, morenita, like you know, there's all kinds of different shit, but we don't say light skin or dark skin. So. Um, I would say light skins. Light skins. Light skins. So like light skins on um, as of like african-americans or like light skin as of just everybody i get african i mean i've dated a dark skin before (laughs) okay so it didn't go well (laughs) (laughs) no it did not (laughs) i kind of want to know i like you don't have to share but i'm kind of curious oh just the relationship just didn't go well yeah oh just didn't work out it was like nothing crazy just didn't work out no nothing crazy nothing crazy okay okay all right, here's the second one. What do you look for in a relationship? Um, someone who 
who is willing to grow, who knows themselves, who wants to do the work. That's what I look for in a relationship. You know what I like is that you didn't say like look like looks wise. I mean, looks wise probably do play a part, but you didn't like say that. And you didn't say the height. You didn't say the zodiac sign. You didn't say like a bunch of other this weird shit that a lot of people say. No. <laughs> I like that. That's that shows maturity. I, I fuck with it. Who's more your type, Puerto Ricans or Mexicans? Mexican. Like one of the homies asked this question. <laughs> I really do. You said what now? Mexicans. Oh, Was that a question? Puerto Ricans or Mexicans? Yeah, I feel like one of the homies asked that. He's Puerto Rican, so he's like, "We're the ultimate ethnicity." <laughs> I'm like, "All right." He's like, "We mixed up with all kinds of different stuff." Like, I'm like, "We are too." Like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, question for the guests: What's your what's I your know. I feel like you kind of answered that one already. I I personally don't really have a type. I don't have a type. I've dated. (laughs) I just really look for someone who's, you know, ready, who, like I said, knows themselves, who's ready to do the work and build a relationship who truly, you know, wants that. A man that shows maturity. Yeah. And growth within himself. With what they say. You said what? Follows through with what they say. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Something they follow through with it. Yeah. Absolutely. Based off, yeah, I don't have a type. (laughs) Okay. I like that answer though. Like that that's like a very mature type of answer. I don't think anyone on anyone else before on this podcast really answered that. They're just like, uh, I don't know. Dude has to have a buzz cut, fucking uh, like all kinds of like different like features and stuff. I'm like, okay, <laughs> your type is your type. <laughs> I don't know. A buzz cut? No, looks can only go so far. Looks. Can you don't like buzz so cuts? You don't like buzz cuts? <laughs> no, it's not that. I just mean in general, like looks. They only go so far. Right. I, I feel like only. Want someone you can communicate with. Right. I was gonna say if we're getting on that, I feel like only certain people can pull out buzz cuts. <laughs> only certain. Some people like the head shape is just not there. It's not there. <laughs> and then this is the last one. Last one. What would be a reason you'd cover your eyes? What would be a reason I cover my eyes? <laughs> Um, probably, yeah, a scary movie. I don't say, do you, do you watch scary movies often? Like, is that like when you think? I love scary movies. So, so you do, you do do that? Yeah. Really? Like, like how? Like, like, what's the, what's the demonstration? Well, like, I like squint, like start squinting my eyes. <laughs> oh, so you're not like covering them, you're just closing them? Kind of, well, a little bit, like maybe one eye. Like, one eye? Why one eye? <laughs> Because I still want to see. <laughs> I don't know. It just brings me comfort. Okay. Like, so, you're not, eyes. so you're not like doing like the typical thing where you like have both hands over your face. You're just more like. No, like, not like, no. More of like. So has there ever been a movie that actually made you do that? Like where you use both hands like over your whole face type shit? And you no. Just, there's never been a, like not even like those gory movies or anything like that. 
Because you know, like, they give it away with scary movies, you know? Like, I've jumped mm-hmm. before, but nothing's ever made me cover my eyes. I feel like with the jump scares, yes. But the gory stuff, like, with the guts spilling out and stuff, like, that's... I don't I mean, really like that. I don't like blood, like, really gory, like, blood everywhere. So when you start seeing that in a movie, then what do you do? I probably stop watching. It just, like, makes my stomach hurt. Just <laughs> like, turn it off? Like, <laughs> yeah, too much blood. Just I like more jump, like jump scares, scary movies. Okay, I'm gonna be real. I don't watch any of the scary movies nowadays. They're all very demonic to me. Like I like the old school slasher, like Friday the Thirteenth, you know, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, you know, shit like that. But yeah, they're all like those. Not the newer stuff. It's too too demonic, you know. And I got crosses in my. In my <laughs> Yeah. We don't need them turning upside down now. You feel me? We don't need none of that. Would you be down to answer another one, or are you good? Yeah, I'll answer one more. One more? Okay. Yeah. Wait, what? <laughs> this scared me because I saw it was a long question, but now I'm reading it, and... Can you cover your face with your hands and look between your fingers with one eye? <laughs> Do I wow. have to? Honestly, that's up to you. He's saying like he's seen models do it, so I'm kind of curious what models and yeah. how the models did this. Can I skip skip this question? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, yeah. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a, that's the answer. Do you watch sports like football or be- basketball? No. No, she, yeah, I'm not so. a sports girl. Sadly, we need a good question here. But we need a good question. Okay, here we go. Why does height matter so much in dating? Hmm. I don't. <laughs> I mean, I, I I got I got the answer based off what I was told. Yeah. So. I mean, it's I don't know because I've never like dated anyone short shorter than me or talked to anyone shorter than me, so that really hasn't like. Well, how how tall, how tall are you? I'm five three. So yeah, it's gonna be hard to find a dude that that's shorter than five three. Yeah, because I would. Talk to someone that's the same height as me, but I'm like a good I'm like a good five six. So I think I'm like I'm definitely on the shorter side, but you know, it's not like crazy or anything. Like I'm not like five one. I'm like fuck, you know. Um but height, I feel like based on what I was told, is when a female is next to a taller dude, she feels more protected. Like that's just like the illusion of it, like she just feels more protected. But yeah. then I asked the question, what if they're the same height as you? Some of them were like, nope, can't do it. Others were like, eh, that's okay. We can make we can make that work. Yeah. She's like, just as long as like I don't have to like bend over to kiss and you know, shit mm-hmm. like that. I don't know. I, I, I can see how height can make you like feel protected. Right. Yeah. But let's say more things that will make it. But let's say there's a dude that's five two, does make some martial arts, motherfuckers jacked. You're telling me you're not gonna feel protected by that motherfucker? Like at that well, point, height 
you ain't even that's looking at the at that point. <laughs> that's what I mean by like there's other things that make a woman feel protected. Okay. Yeah, because I, I brought that situation up and they're still like, nah, he needs to be tall. Okay. Yeah. Then we'll, I, I hope that situation happens where you meet a dude shorter that's jacked the fuck up and tell me you don't feel protected. You're going to feel intimidated, if anything. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? But that about wraps up this episode. I do appreciate you coming on for sure. I think this was a good episode. You had a lot of good points. You know, I think even I even learned something today. So I, li- I like that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. It was a good episode. Stay in touch and you have yourself a good night. Thank you.